Thanks for joining us for the Fight for Your Marriage podcast with Charlene Steinkamp. This is a place where you can find hope for your marriage through Jesus Christ. Hi, it's Charlene, and I'm so excited to talk about getting ready for Christmas. It's December, and I can remember what it was like being alone at Christmas time. And I wanted to share with you, with Lori, about how we can do a variety of different things to help us celebrate Christmas. My heart's desire is that you are going to proclaim at your house, at your apartment, wherever you're living, that you are a believer and you're celebrating Christmas. And I pray just to mention one item is that every place you go, wish them a Merry Christmas. They're going to say Happy Holidays, but before they even say that, I've already started wishing them a Merry Christmas. We know how hard the holidays can be. This time of year is when People will often write us and tell us how lonely they are, how depressed they are. They're upset because things are not as they should be. But this is a time of year where you can focus on the positives in your life. And you have to do that in order to have joy. Whatever you focus on and whatever you're dwelling on and whatever you're thinking about is what your mindset is going to be. And that is why it's so important to spend time in the word daily, to spend time with the Lord so that your focus is on him and your focus is on what he has done for you and what he has given you. And right now your spouse may not be home, but if you were to make a list of five things every day that you're thankful for, I guarantee you can come up with five things. And through the Christmas holidays, as we're a couple weeks away from Christmas, I would encourage you to do that. Every day, get up and write five things that you're thankful for. It might be something as simple as the birds that you heard singing outside, or it might be something huge, like a bonus that you got at work. But focus on the positives in your life. And that's what we want to talk about today are some of the things that you can do over the next couple weeks as we prepare for Christmas to not only prepare your heart, but to allow you to be a blessing to other people as we go through the holidays. In our community, there's a lot of different things that you can do and that are available during the holidays. One activity that's available down here because we're in Florida, so the climate is much more mild, is a walk through nativity where you can walk through the story of Christ's birth as if you were literally living it that day. And I know for some of you who are in colder climates might not have that, but I would encourage you to look in your community and see if there's an activity like that that you can go to. If you have children, take your children with you. If you do not have children or your children are adults, invite a coworker to go with you or find somebody from your church that would like to go or Ask some of the moms from your church who are in a mom's group if they would like to take a night and go with you to that event. But look for things in your community that would help get you in the mood to focus on what we will be celebrating this Christmas. Which is the birth of our Lord Jesus Christ. And that is what we want to emphasize. And there are many different ways you can even proclaim that. One thing I would suggest is that where I worked, we allowed the girls to put different decorations at their desk uh, and be able to decorate their desk, not 
wildly because we were a doctor's office, but something that reminded them of Christmas and one of their favorite things to bring in. So that might be a way. It proclaims that you celebrate Christmas, and then you can invite somebody possibly to one of your cantatas, pageants that you may have or go to, and it opens the door to bring them who may not be believers, may not attend church at all, which there are many, and that will open up a relationship with you in the future at work. And I just can't encourage you enough to start praying if you have not been praying for people at work for their salvation, because this is one of the times of the years where it's beautiful time to be able to talk about Jesus' birth and what was his goal and purpose. Assignment from God was to die on the cross which to shed his blood for all sinners, and then to have eternal life. And that is why he was brought to this earth. He was born to proclaim that Jesus Christ paid the price on the cross. And do you know the Lord? Does your family know the Lord Jesus Christ? This may be the opportunity at this time to go to a musical Um, representing Christmas and invite your family members. I've already invited my brother to go to a pageant and um, he didn't say yes, but I'm going to keep asking and seeing if he has time to do it. So we have to be creative and pray and ask the Lord, who do you want me to minister to? Who do you want me to invite? And he will remind you of different people. I've just met a woman at church the last few months when her husband was dying and she sat in our vicinity every week and we got to know each other her husband has died and now she's come back from the north back to florida for the winter time and she and i have connected and she's called me on the weeknights and we have had a great time and we're going to go to the pageant together so she's not alone and and she said i'm so glad You have been through the loss of your husband, but this is so current that I'm hurting so much right now not having my husband at Christmas. Look for somebody in your church. You can see if there's a person that's going through a life change like you are right now. And it might not be a person who's going through separation or divorce, but it might be a family where the father or mother has died, or maybe a person like my mom mentioned, who is a recent widow or widower. It might be someone who is dealing with another type of loss. They've lost a job or they have a sick relative that they've been taking care of and they're carrying a burden with that. Look for someone around you that you can minister to that is in a similar stage of life where they're feeling overwhelmed this season like you are. And it's amazing when you step aside and put your pain and your hurt aside to minister to other people, how God will bless you through that. The tendency is to focus on ourselves and to focus on the hurt we have. But if you would just look around you, you will see so many people who are hurting as well and going through struggles as well and you have the opportunity to minister to them right now just through the invitation i know we had a family in our church who invited us for many years to come over for 
um, cookie decorating. And this was an older couple and they would make dozens of sugar cookies and they invited our family and a couple other families and they would put out all the decorations and we could all just sit there and fellowship and the kids would decorate sugar cookies and the adults would decorate cookies and it didn't hardly cost them anything to do it. They opened their home and they created a fun event for our family and for the other families that they invited. So maybe you could do something like that where you open your home to a family that you know that's hurting and invite them to come over and do an activity like that. You know, also, there is another item that I've thought of just now when Lori was talking is that Beverly has been with our ministry for many, many years and her father is dying out of the area and she is alone up there and knows nobody. And uh, she is at the hospital all the time and there's nobody bringing in any food or any cookies or any treats or any visits. And if you would go to your church and say, is there somebody at the hospital that I could go visit or I could take, um, I used to make many banana breads and pass them out as gifts at church with a little red bow or on the top with the loom foil all around. I think if we could say, let us go and help and bless somebody, there may be a family member or maybe a wife that doesn't have children locally. And if you were to find that from your church, you could go over and bless them and just have communication with them and take um, that or something else that God reminds you of. And it would be something that would encourage somebody in a hospital The other thought that I have is that I have heard for years from many of our our men and women that they do not want to decorate their house alone. Men that are listening, you are physically able to put Christmas lights up easier than a woman who's alone. So maybe take another buddy of yours and find a family that needs help putting their Christmas lights up and go to their house and help them put it up or buy a string of lights and surprise them. And while they're away at work, put the lights up for that family that maybe is dealing with an illness or dealing with an absent parent or dealing with a loss that they've had recently. I know there are many children that are missing their dad who is not able to do the house like Bob used to do it. And um, that was a huge thing with us. If we can help other people, and if we can go to somebody that can't put up Christmas lights, if you hear about it, and I think it's the communication of telling others in your church you're available to do things to help other people. It could be an elderly couple that they can't put up their Christmas decorations that they've had for years because of their physical age and health. Wouldn't that be awesome if you helped them? It does not have to be someone going through a divorce. So I'm just saying today is how can you bless somebody else? Ask the Lord, and maybe your church is going to be one of the places that you can hear that they have needs that they don't know who to do it, and you're willing to help them. You can also pack a Christmas shoebox. Samaritan's Perks is a huge ministry that provides shoeboxes to children around the world. And it's not just a shoebox full of goodies for a child, but it's a shoebox that contains the gospel so that they can tell children around the world about Jesus. And 
children from zero to adults that are 99 years old can pack a shoe box and you can go to the dollar store. You can find inexpensive items to fill it. You can make it a project with um, friends, relatives, neighbors, coworkers, ask everybody to donate things. But there's an excitement when you're doing things for other people. So look into the Ministry of Samaritan's Purse and find out in your area if they're still collecting shoe boxes and you can pack a shoebox for children around the world. Another group of people that I would like to mention is that there are some of you that are having financial crisis. May I strongly suggest that you let your church know of your needs because there's many people that do not know what's going on with you and they can get you a Christmas dinners. There are other people wanting to help buy gifts for children that are in your church, and they can uh, surprise you, but they can't help you with uh, gifts for your children to meet those needs unless you tell the church. So please think about that if you're really truly in need. That is going to help your uh, stress level, and the Lord wants to provide for you, but you need to tell others, and the church is the one that needs to know. When you went through your first couple of Christmases alone, what were some of the things that helped you get through those times? I'll be honest that the first Christmas, it was very difficult for me. And I almost did not even want to put up Christmas because of how I was feeling and the guilt I had for divorcing my husband. What I decided and what we have to decide for our children is that we have to pray and ask the Lord to remove all of the depression and all the negative thoughts that the enemy is trying to tell us not to decorate and not to do what you've always done. And the Holy Spirit really convicted me is I had three precious children that were excited for Christmas, and I had to get into their excitement and not pull them down to not look forward to Christmas. And I think that is what is key for anybody that has children, or if you are the father or the mother that are getting them only a frequent amount of time, those special times with your children, and that they will remember that in the future beyond what you can imagine. And they will talk about it when they're adults. So may I encourage you to think out of the box of things you can do. If your children are grown, a way that you can be a blessing to other people is through writing a card to people. I know we have a woman in our church who has a gift of just writing cards to people. And she takes the time and energy to send a card. I can't even begin to imagine how many she sends in a week, but she will send a card when she hears somebody mention that they're hurting or that they're facing something at work this week or that they have a situation coming up they need prayer for. And if you adopted that, you could even focus on doing that over the next couple of weeks before Christmas comes. Make a list of 10 people that you think would appreciate receiving a card in the mail. Maybe it's a college student that moved away from your church or from your neighborhood recently. Maybe it's somebody who you know had a loss around this time and the month of December is difficult for them. You could send them a card encouraging them. Maybe it's somebody that you just want to send a card to and compliment them on their spirit or on their 
participation or on the volunteering that they do in the community or somebody at your church that you appreciate the way they set up communion, whatever it is, find people that you can be a blessing to and that you can thank during this time of year when we're focusing and thinking about what God did for us, that you can thank other people for the roles that they're playing in your life. One other thought of a group of people that you might want to send a card to is to the veterans or to the women or men that are home with their children and their spouse is in service. So that might be another one that would really be a blessing for them also. We have many spouses who contact us serving in the military or serving overseas as contract workers. And while the spouse that is gone is sacrificing, the spouse that is here is also making a big sacrifice while they wait for their husband or wife to come back from service so they can begin to work on their marriage problems. So military personnel and the military spouses is a great idea. I hope that if you have not signed up for Charlene Cares, that you will now. We're going to be focusing on Christmas and all the different details. As I think of us talking about preparing for Christmas, I think of Luke 1, where I love to read the story of the birth of Jesus. And I think of Mary often as an example of us accepting the assignment to pray for our husband or wife as it is a call on our life. And I know very well that this actually was an assignment that God gave Mary. Let me read it for you. In Luke 1, verse 26, it says, In the sixth month, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. You've found favor with God. You will be with child and give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. His kingdom will never end. How will this be, Mary asked the angel, since I am a virgin? And the angel answered, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. I want to emphasize that Mary was planning to get married with Joseph. Her whole plans were planned. But Mary had a huge interruption by the angel of God, Gabriel, and said, no, listen to what God's plan is for you. You're going to conceive a child, and his name is Jesus, and it is the Son of God. And then Joseph then has the appearance of an angel. So what I'm saying to you is, though you are alone right now, and though you are praying for your husband or wife's salvation, realize that this assignment has a much greater purpose and plan for you in the future. I read his testimony this week, and it was a note uh, to me that said, I pray that I will be able to share 
our testimony of us getting back together again, as you do every day. That is my burden. I don't think we're proclaiming it enough in the churches, and I pray that my husband and I can be part of what you do. And that is our goal. Our goal is for you to be able to see the future, how God is going to use you to teach a Bible study class for women or a Bible study class for men. But we need to proclaim this at Christmas and invite other people to realize that Jesus is the reason we celebrate Christmas. You just read about Mary's story, and Mary had plans, like you said, for what she thought her life was going to look like, but God had a different plan. And so what seemed like an interruption to her plan was actually God's design for what he could do for thousands and millions of people through her life. And right now, your life may look like you're hitting an interruption and it doesn't maybe look like what you thought it should, but you can use this opportunity to ask the Lord to show you people that you can minister to during this time. Philippians 2, 3 says, Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, but in humility consider others better than yourselves. Each of you should look not only to your own interests, but also to the interests of others. Your attitude should be the same as that of Christ. And I would just challenge you this next two weeks to have the attitude of Christ where you're looking to other people, to how you can minister to them, how you can be a blessing to them, how you can encourage them, how you can help lift them up. And I know that for some of you, it's going to be difficult because the heartbreak that you're going through is intense. The loss you're experiencing is extreme. What so many of you are going through is unfair. And it feels like God has walked away from you, but he hasn't. And during these next two weeks, I know that when you reach out to other people and do things purposely for other people and make intentional memories with your children, make intentional memories with your adult children, make intentional memories with your in-laws who maybe you've lost contact with, that God can use that to bring about change in your mindset so that you can go into 2019 refreshed and looking at your circumstances differently. And I must encourage you again is to pray about your husband or wife that they will be able to get together with you for Christmas. I'm writing about it in devotionals and other areas, but I want to encourage you, if you not talk to your husband or wife of being part of Christmas with your family, that that is something to be praying about right now. And say, my marriage is hopeless. It's dead. They don't want anything to do with me. Yes, we understand that. But God, but God. So if you will just pray about it, say, Lord, open the doorway that I can text them or send them a Christmas card. It would be perfect and say, I would love to have you come over for Christmas Eve or Christmas Day and ask them to be part of Christmas Some of you might be in a position where you can invite your spouse to some of the activities that you're going to be doing over the course of the next two weeks. It doesn't hurt to ask and be prepared for the rejection. It will probably come. Don't let the fear of rejection discourage you from inviting them. There's no harm in inviting them. So 
invite them, ask them if they want to go with you to a walk through nativity or go with you to a special Christmas program or go with you to make cookies so that you can have a family to your home to help decorate cookies. You could be a blessing to your spouse through your invitation to them to minister to others. You have no idea what God is doing in their heart and their mind and tugging at them with all the memories of the past. And that is what we want to remind you is that the Holy Spirit is moving. The Holy Spirit wants your husband or wife to come home and come to their senses. So we must turn up the heat in our praying for them. When you are hurting, drop a prayer to the Lord. Lord, I'm hurting so much, so I'm just going to pray that this will be the time, the year, the moments that you will speak to my husband or wife about all the memories that we've had and that they will all of a sudden have a heart transformation or the Holy Spirit will speak to them. Before we close in prayer, I invite you to visit our website at www.rejoiceministries.org. And on our bookstore, you can find a complete section called Christmas Material where you can find many books and audio teachings from both Bob and Charlene about the Christmas holidays. Our personal favorite is the book called The 12 Days Of that was written by my dad. And it's a book that will help encourage you as you get through the holidays on how to face the holidays with joy and loving people despite the circumstances that you're facing. At the end of each chapter of The 12 Days Of, you'll read a challenge that my dad gives you on things that you can do in living out the Christmas story. One of my favorite audio teachings of the Christmas holidays is Lord, Free My Prodigal. So that might also interest you to get an MP3 or a CD on that. All right, let me close in prayer today. Lord, I thank you for the gift that we have of being able to celebrate your birth at Christmas time. I thank you for the price that you paid in your short life so that we could have our sins erased. And God, I pray for each person who's listening to this podcast today, that instead of being faced with discouragement and despair at this time of year, that instead they would have hope because of what you've done for us. I pray that you would comfort them and that they would draw near to you right now. I pray that they would have a fresh sense of love for you because of the price that you paid. Lord, I pray that you would just be with each person who is listening to this and give them fresh ideas for how they can go outside of their home and minister to other people. And we know that through that ministry, you will encourage them and you will lift their spirits. So I pray that we would be others minded and that we would take the time to put other people before us. I pray that we would take the time to see where other people are hurting and that we can offer to meet a need where that's possible. I pray that you would help us to love people the way you love us and that we would not just look for people who are trying to meet our needs, but instead we would be willing to meet the needs for other people. Thank you for what you will do in the days ahead as we look forward to Christmas Day. And I pray that you would hear the prayers of so many who are praying for their husband or wife to come home and that you would answer those prayers during this holiday season. In your name, amen. 
If you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts or Google Play, be sure to subscribe so that you're notified when a new episode is released. And if you enjoyed this podcast and you found it beneficial, will you submit a review so it will help our rankings and other people will be able to find it? If you want to reach out to us, you can do so from our website, again, www.rejoiceministries.org. Write us and tell us how you enjoyed this podcast. If we can help you in any way, we invite you to visit the website of Rejoice Marriage Ministries at www.rejoiceministries.org. Thanks for joining us today as we proclaim that God heals hurting marriages. Divorce strikes families around the world, often with little notice. You can help us minister to these families with your financial gift. Visit rejoiceministries.org and help us teach men and women what Jesus can do for their hurting family.